Good morning, everyone. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. One and all. <laughs> young, old, and everything else. To this wonderful, amazing, kind of good, not so bad podcast. So how has everyone been since we last met? Hmm? It's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. We, were, uh, we were quite busy. With stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just chewing right into the mic. How's your beef fish? Uh, summer's almost here, man. That means summer movies. Summer movies I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Mm. What movies are you excited for this summer? Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit apprehensive about uh, the new Avengers movie. I don't know how it's going to be like. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that great. I think the last one was so good because the ending was so unlike any other Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But they're just going to reverse it in this coming upcoming movie. So it's like how impactful. There's a lot of new movies coming out this summer. <laughs> like compared to other summers, this, this is going to be a good summer. I'm so excited for the Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I can't wait for that movie. We're going to make it a day. Yeah, even, go. even Aladdin's coming out too. There's just so many good movies. Quentin Tarantino, like I don't know, I like him. I like his movies. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Dude, all you could God. hear is you eating. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you hear. How about not taking massive bites of <laughs> steak so that you were you're not chewing them for like twenty minutes? <laughs> Wait, what? he's running away. Why? Why? What happened? Is he okay? Is it too hot? What happened? Everyone, I'm back <laughs> and I'm live. Sorry, I hadn't had anything to eat since this morning. <laughs> Taking massive bites of steak. Yeah, and it's uh, 2 p.m. now. Yeah. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. is the best time of the day for steak, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Why, what so. makes the difference between now and I don't. I don't tonight? think he knows exactly. Let's, let's <laughs> say you're having a steak at night, right? Exactly, yeah. You've already eaten okay. before in yeah. the day. It's not your first meal. 2 p.m. though? That's the first meal of the day. Absolutely. Off, right? These are some good valid points. Hmm? Right there. Yeah. Summer movies, eh? Summer <laughs> movies. No, yeah, no. I, I, I'm... Marvel usually doesn't screw up their movies. Okay? Uh, the last few uh, movies have been bad. Other than Captain Marvel. Have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. So bad. You didn't like it? I didn't no, like it as well. Not at all. You watched it? Yeah. You like it? No. And I don't like the fact that Rotten Tomatoes is giving every Marvel movie above like a, a seven seventy five yeah. when it's like not that great. I agree. Yeah, it, it's totally propaganda. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just like getting superhero fatigue, superhero movie fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But although I heard Shazam was pretty good. But oh, again, Rotten Tomato oh, says that. I want to see it. Did it come out? Yeah, yet? I want to see Shazam, actually. It, that seems like a good movie. What? Did the movie come out, Shazam, yet? Yeah, yeah, it's out. Okay, I never It's gotten it. some pretty good early reviews, and everyone's like, oh, you know, uh, DC's finally, like, lightening it up. They used to make, like, dark, gritty <laughs> superhero movies, but they're finally making, like, a like a Marvel, like, comedy-style movie. Uh, but it actually was pretty good, apparently. So, we'll see. I'll, I'll check it out. I've never even heard of the character. Shazam. Uh, I think yeah. it's made up. Is he even is he like no, no, I think he's, there's is a comic he part book. of the DC universe. I think so. Yeah. But is it, what's his power? I have no idea. 
Is he just really flat, fast, like the Flash, or like? No, no, no. I think he just he can fly. I don't know. I don't know. He can fly. I don't know anything about this character. I don't, I've never read comic books, uh, like as a young kid. So I just I don't know. Other than the like very basics, I don't know. I think the best superhero movie was Christopher Nolan's Batman series. That was pretty good, yeah. And I don't think there's been a a movie that's come out that's been as good as that. Even mm-hmm. though the third movie in, in his series wasn't good. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises. The, the reason I'm very worried about Endgame is because of Brie Larson. Yeah? She's worrying me so much. Yeah, I, I didn't like Every her in Captain Marvel. Every other superhero movie has just been a superhero movie. Yeah. Oh, is she the one that plays the woman Captain? It's just been a superhero movie yeah. to try to tell a story for the sake of being a superhero movie. Yeah. But the Captain Marvel movie was a political propaganda. Yeah. You know? A yeah. left-leaning political propaganda. <laughs> and it wasn't even like... It's like, it feels like every single part of it was forced. Yeah. It's not like they were trying to tell a story. They were just trying to force ideas onto you. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I just I just thought the acting was very flat in that movie. I didn't think it was very great. And it has like nothing to do with the fact that, like, of the whole controversy with the mo- surrounding that movie. There's controversy. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like, there was, like, you know, the internet didn't like it because, like, it was a girl movies, oh yeah but, yeah, you know. yeah but like to me that but never, it really wasn't a good it, movie yeah well it wasn't about that at all it was just like it wasn't like she she was like she was very flat in that movie it wasn't the whole in, movie felt was, flat yeah exactly there was no part in the movie where i was like wow it felt like know. there was a checklist that they wanted to check off yeah and they had to like fit that all in into a movie that's what yeah. it felt like it wasn't yeah. a seamless telling of a story so i don't know if, if she ruins like marvel's endgame that's I'm yeah. So that's mad. I got so mad when I saw her in the. Well, trailer. she's obviously going to be in the movie. Yeah, she's, they so could have picked like a much better actor because actor, Avengers: yeah. Infinity War was such a work of art. It was good. Yeah, for a superhero movie, I don't think I've seen better. I think Batman. Well, other, but the Dark Knight is it's in it's in a category. It's in its own, its own category. Yeah, 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 like the Dark Knight is a gritty, like like dark yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's not like a super like bright superhero movie kind yeah. of thing. You know what I like about that movie, Dark Knight, is that after that movie was made, people thought that they could start this formula, basically. It's like, oh, all we have to do with superhero movies for them to be successful mm. is to make them dark, gritty, and yeah, realistic. Yeah, and they tried it with Man of Steel. Yeah, and they did and that Man to death. And Man of Steel was so bad. Yeah, and like the DC movie... The, it, I was so excited when I saw the trailer. I was like, wow, they were making a new Superman movie? For Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel. And then it was so, so It was bad. so boring. Yeah. yeah. I was I sitting was like, in that theater, and I was like, okay, something's got to happen, like, soon, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and then I'm like, 30 minutes in, I'm like, all right, I'm sure the climax is coming it's out. It's just and then the most... the yeah. movie ends, and I'm like... So much anticipation okay. in it. <laughs> I'm sure the climax is coming happened. in the next movie. <laughs> yeah. Nothing no, happened. Yeah. Nothing happened at the beginning. Nothing happened in the middle, and yeah. then nothing was happened to solve what happened at the nothing at the beginning and in the middle. Batman yeah, no, versus Superman like was bad. I didn't like that as well. Justice League was bad. You know, like just really bad movies. But like, yeah. So you think you'd get fatigue from seeing dark gray reboots? Like if you were to watch like watch the Dark Knight again. But what I like about that movie is it still holds up so so well. Yeah. Even though it was the first movie it's to do this trend of being a dark gritty. The re- villain reboot. actually looked like he had some depth. Yeah. When they play, whoever played the Joker, Heath Ledger. You don't know Heath who played Ledger, the Joker. Yeah, Heath Ledger. <laughs> he played him spectacular. Yeah, right. That was, like he yeah. put a, a whole personality onto the Joker. Uh-huh. Every other villain in every other DC movie felt very one-dimensional. Yeah. 
Like the villain from Man of Steel, what what was he? What did what did what was even his goal? He was so one dimensional. Like I'm just a bad guy and I want to mm-hmm. destroy the earth. Like, it was Lex Luthor, Luthor, wasn't it? I don't even remember because I think I probably watched the first twenty minutes and then just stopped watching it because I'm like, there's nothing happening. There's I have, nothing. Yeah, I have such a. But short to be honest, I didn't like the Dark Knight Rises. No, uh, yeah, I, I think that's Christopher Nolan's worst. It movie. wasn't that good. I think yeah. it was a very a very big step down. It was. But like I love Tom Hardy, but I don't know. It, the the character Bane was I didn't as understand good as, like, most of the stuff he was saying. <laughs> you know? Oh, it was it the guy with the, the mask thing yeah. over his, at the Why football are field? Wearing the mask. Yeah. They they released yeah. like they released an early trailer. You know I watched first, it in the theater actually. I watched that There's only four one times scene. in the theater. Four times? Yeah. I, I don't know why. That's insane. But then I'm just like, why did I watch that movie so many times? It's it's because I was a huge Christopher Nolan fanboy. Right. I think. And I was just like, everything that this guy does is gold. And I still like I mean, he is really good. He is good. I mean, yeah. like, Memento, uh, Inception. Memento, yeah. Have you seen Have you seen Insomnia? No. It's one of his lesser known movies. It's a remake of, like, a Swedish film. I heard about it. It's with Al Pacino and Robin Williams, and Robin right. Williams plays the bad guy in that yeah. movie. And it's actually so, so good. It's one of my, like, personal favorite. It's not his best movie, but it's one right. of my personal favorite Christopher Nolan films because it's so low budget and there's no like crazy special effects. Uh-huh. It like it, it's purely like plot driven and like the stories about like um, Al Pacino. He's got this like dark past. You know, right. he's being investigated by mm-hmm. he's a cop, but he's being investigated by the LAPD because mm-hmm. he did something wrong. Uh, so he gets sent to Alaska. He 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 takes this assignment in Alaska to solve a murder case because he wants to avoid the investigation. Right and basically. During Alaska, it's six months of 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 uh, six months of light and six months of dark. You know, right. So he comes in when there's six months of light, right? And he has the stress of being investigated by the LAPD, and then something else in the in the movie happens. Like I don't want to spoil it for you, but like something else in the movie ha- happens, like during the beginning, that like totally changes this the plot and uh, like traumatizes him. Right. And compounding all these factors, he can't sleep. That's why the movie is called Insomnia. Uh, and then Robin Williams, the guy who's the murderer, you find that out in the beginning. So it's not a, like a plot twist or okay. anything like that. Uh, um, it sounds like the machinist a little bit. Yeah. Right. And then he's playing games with him because he's an in, in insomniac. Yeah. And like Al Pacino is trying to like, like, like try the to machinist couldn't sleep for a, like a year. That's basically the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he, he had a guilty conscience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that, that, that seemed a bit overstretched. Like why he couldn't but, sleep but, for a year? But if you find out what he did, even in the Machinist, he did something pretty bad. Yeah, but but that shouldn't make you ins- an insomniac for a year. Not a year. You could sleep from no, that no, no. after like a couple of days. Yeah, in, right? in in this, well, we when we studied sleep, we we learned that like you, right. Just give me a our sec. professor said like it has to be like a maximum of ten days, and then you'll just you'll just sleep like you won't. Your body can't. Your your body will eventually succumb to like exhaustion anyway it's a really good movie uh but yeah yeah all right okay so ladies and gentlemen welcome back (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to us talk about movies what's your favorite movies huh (laughs) leave us a comment down below (laughs) and we'll really read your comments yeah um if we one of you will be selected for a giveaway (laughs) <laughs> we don't have anything to give away. Yeah, uh, we have a oh, fidget, fidget spinner. That yeah, I'm we have a right we have a fidget spinner spun by 
Mr. M himself. Mr. M. Mr. White. You guys, Mr. White. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could be Mr. White. We could give you the nicknames from uh Why can't I be Reservoir Mr. Pink, dogs. though? Why can't I be Mr. Pink? No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> He's, oh, Mr. Pink says, why can't I be, why can't I be Mr. White? Yeah. 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 So, I hope y'all like movies as well. Movies. Great. Andrew, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, on the last podcast, we talked a lot about anxiety and stress right uh-huh. mm-hmm. so we can continue on with that in the way that we can talk about more mental illnesses like depression more about anxiety Dude, that's dark bro no but like it's not audience is no no it's it. no no it's not in that sense it's like in the sense that i'm not saying oh let's all be depressed no 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 it's not like let's that all be <laughs> i don't think anyone's saying that no 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 it's like um the idea of going through it and in the sense that would you think that therapy is an actual treatment towards depression or, or is, is this it like just all a, in your head exactly thing, right? it's just a, a mind game <laughs> and on top of that is like taking medications for it is that just all in your head yeah, or, or is that are people just like <laughs> and like the I'm whole like, the whole idea of placebo effects yeah. that's really interesting uh-huh. like i mean well, th- if I said this medication is going to help you with your depression, it's really just a, a pill of sugar. Right. And then they go like, you know, I, I feel I feel a lot better now. Not not that depressed. And really, they're just taking a pill of sugar. Do you think it's just their No, their no, no. I don't think it's or? just. Uh, <laughs> so being students of in the, the sciences, in the health industry, mm-hmm. you read a lot of trials. We should be mo- you should be more informed than this. Yeah, that. Any trial that they're going to do on a medication they're going to release has to hold up against the placebo right. and produce a significantly better effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double, but you know, but then yeah, but double then blind placebo. That's how they figure placebo, it out. Double blind experiments. But they make the first line treatment to be a therapy treatment. Do you know what I mean? Because no, no. Uh, it's the reason these drugs are on the market is because they've been shown time and time again. To significantly produce a difference okay, let's that can't be proven by probability. Yeah. So they're saying that they work, right? But then yeah, they, do work. they work at certain things. They work at making you become more functional, right? Probably. So, uh, you know, when you're depressed, one of the main symptoms of depression is that you lose interest in all things. Like in the, 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 the activities that you found pleasurable, you just lose interest in. You have persistent sadness for like two weeks. And there's other things like you lose weight because you can't eat, like you lose your appetite. And some people actually gain appetite. And studies have shown that studies have, oh yeah, and, and the opposite people, can happen, yeah. right? Like they they because, eat, like they, they, they overeat. They eat. Yeah. But studies have shown that those things have been effective at being treated by things like SSRIs and SNRIs. Now, in compa- like what we've learned is that SSRIs and SNRIs and the, the difference between those and like tricyclics and all those other things, right. there's no real difference between them. Like in term, like one is not superior than the other, and the only reason, like for the effects they produce, some, like SSRIs are usually prescribed more often. But is, it depends on the side effects. Is you're willing the side to effects handle. are much less, right? Yeah, but so, do you believe that someone can be truly clinically or genetically diagnosed as? Depressed? I I think yes, I see. Yes, your, I think is, I see this a question pro- though. Yeah, I, I don't get because it because do saying, you think the way that they were they are been you grown just, up is giving pills the solution? Or is no, this just like, a temporary like do you thing? Think, no, no, sometimes you sometimes you need that because you're in such a low state that you need something to like. But it's been shown that they're being overprescribed. I, 
may perhaps but what i'm saying is that there are stages in people's lives where they become so horribly depressed that they need some sort of intervention but, but so because but of what persist- happened in their life is what causes depression that's what you're saying but you don't think someone can be naturally depressed but in the medical really. industry no, I think you can have an imbalance in your, in your neurochemistry from birth yeah but in the medical industry we're prescribing it not only to people who are in such a low state we're prescribing it to just anyone who goes in and says i'm a little sad you know? No, I don't think doctors uh, prescribe it to anyone that says they're a little sad. I think they're I more think sophisticated than that. SSRIs are the highest selling drugs I think psychiatrists right now. are more sophisticated than that in their diagnosis. I know they're overprescribed, but like right? they, it's not like you go into a doctor's office and you're like, I'm a little sad. And they're just like, here's an SSRI. <laughs> Flocks. They, they don't do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, though. I think that there's some, like, there's, I think that the reason that SSRIs are on the uptick is because there's a societal problem that has been plaguing like people of our mm-hmm. age or, or like Gen Xers. Right. And that's isolation and loneliness. We're in a more isolated, lonely time than ever and before. And like confusion. You're all trying to keep up with the society that's changing so quickly. Yeah. Oh, we but, were talking about this know, last night on yeah. how fast. How fast society is changing. Yeah. But, you know, okay. So there's, there, there have been studies that like in the social sciences. Right. That show like objectively, human beings are more atomized, which means that they're more like sort of on their own, like like individual islands. They don't have a sense of community. Right. They don't have a sense of belonging today than they were in previous generations. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a social scientist by the name of Robert Putnam. Okay. He teaches at Harvard, and he did this huge, massive longitudinal study in America, mm-hmm. where he looked at different things, different like quantifiers for community engagement right and he found and then he did like you know you know what was it like in his time when he was doing this research and what was it like back say in the 1950s or before the 1960s Mm -hmm. and he found that like all the metrics for community engagements had declined people aren't attending church people Mm -hmm. don't belong to a union they don't even belong uh uh to bowling clubs his book was called bowling alone yeah that's the name of his book oh i've heard of that yeah 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 yeah. probably jordan peterson has talked about yeah i think so yeah Yeah. so the book talks about the reason he's called bowling alone is that even things like bowling clubs have been declined which it gives you a sense of community Uh so millennials people gen xers they're less likely to go to church than boomers and and the greatest generation we're less likely to be a part of community we're less likely to trust our neighbors. We're less likely to even know who our tr- neighbors are right. in comparison to uh, in comparison to previous generations. And I think that's because we've become a globalized society where, like, our, our we we commute to big cities for work and stuff like that. So we uh-huh. don't get a chance to like be involved in our local communities. Anyway, um, I and agree with you on there, that. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of other factors that go with that. So uh-huh. as a result of that isolation and that animization. That's caused a lot of the pathologies, not the only cause, but like right. the big problem of the sort of social pathologies that we face today. And that manifests itself in things like mental illness or mm-hmm. it could at least, mm-hmm. you know, because loneliness, we're social, we're social creatures, you know, loneliness is not healthy. Yeah, so, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Right. Like it, even in um, in the past, you know, since since humans have been around, right, 300,000 years. Right. Mm hmm. As yeah. as Homo sapiens, right, yes. or even two million years, just as humans, yeah. it's always been tribal. Trying to connect us to evolution in some way. <laughs> no, but we've always been tribal, right? Yeah. You've always had a sense of community. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right. We've always had tribes and and small like uh, 
uh, mm. communes. We've always lived in tribes or communes. Sorry, it's like creaking. It's not this door. It's oh, his door. It's another door. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, he, they can't hear it. Yeah, I don't okay, think they can hear it. Yeah, so we've always lived in tribes and communes, and that's how we functioned for, for two million years, mm. right? Million, you know? And then in just the past hundred, 200, 300, mm. it's become more atomized. Yeah. I think. So I think unless we address that problem... Um, because of the internet and all mm-hmm. that stuff it gives you like a false sense of community i think mm-hmm. what's th- what's interesting though is that s- psychologists and psychiatrists now are actually encouraging people to consider joining you know religious communities if they're religious because right. the studies have shown that like religious people do well do better if but it's not even there's that social but there's less encouragement that, probably why, there's right? less encouragement yeah. to join these kinds of communities today Oh, you're saying there's less now? I feel like back then you had to be part of like mm-hmm. one of those communities mm-hmm. just to function. Yeah. What What do you think makes it like less being now? part of the church? Being part of yeah. the no one would no one would accept you into their yeah. into their like social like circle if you weren't mm-hmm. if you didn't share a certain religion with them or a certain you you know you weren't in the same tribe or something. But now it, it the re yes it's I agree like people are pushing for that stuff. But that's because it's just not as enticing mm-hmm. anymore in in the current landscape, right? Yeah, it's not as enticing, but then... I don't think it's like... It it's just. I think the current right? landscape is the problem, not the not the religion. So do you think like depression and loneliness well, it, is rising throughout the years, or is it decreasing, or what do you it's think? It's rising. Rising. Definitely rising. I don't know the statistics, but well, I, I would imagine think it's, it's rising. rising. Yeah. And people, you could make arguments, well, it, maybe it's because we've gotten better at diagnosing it. Maybe the reason why we diagnose more mental illness is because we recognize it more than we used to. Right. But I think that m- m- you could make a case that it, there the incidences of actual Do depression you think have because and also the types of jobs we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the jobs that were back in the day. I mean, like working in factory you, lines. They were in dark, you know, shabby factories. I mean, I mean, I feel like we're just getting more and more abstract with our jobs. Mm-hmm. Do you think that everyone had the role yeah. that they that they knew what their role was before, right? In like uh, medieval times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like a, there was like a blacksmith, a doctor, right? Do you think that a shaman? Yeah, yeah, but do you think <laughs> you that know, a local priest? That's why we're depressed. We have we don't have as much shaman. You have no shamans <laughs> anymore. <laughs> we don't have as much witch doctors. <laughs> That's as we what used we need. <laughs> we need the the long nose. <laughs> But I feel like I maybe I don't know if they were happy or not. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> no, but that's an interesting point. In the but I feel like, like the jobs are just getting more abstract. Then it went to industrial work where you're wait, just hold on, hold on. you're Let a cog. <laughs> Sorry, don't cut them off. No, but I think it's interesting that um, as there's more awareness to depression and how there's more treatments, do you think more people are getting depressed because of the fact that they're hearing more about it? Do you know what oh. I mean? Oh, like the fact that maybe that we raise so much awareness for yeah, depression is, exactly. is yeah, people are mis- so people are like, themselves. Yeah, they go like, oh, you know what? I'm depressed. And then they live as a depressive state oh. and then they go therapy and then they mm. go beyond. I don't know. I don't think, Do you think so. people are mis- like mistreated with medication. Well, no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the people who prescribe the actual medication are trained to d- differentiate between depression you and think sadness. someone can fake being depressed in a way like even just sure, so they could fit they? in with why, it, so just why, so they why, could why get attention they? and yeah. fit in with a group yeah, of people I, I don't think that that's a lot of people i don't think it's a lot of people but there's definitely people that do that sure, but what if they uh, fake accidentally sure th- faked being depressed what do you mean accidentally faked the depressed it's just like they feel like they're depressed but they're not really it's just they 
feel like they are. They're told that they're depressed or so, I don't know. Maybe, I don't but, know. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows how much like who mo- how much of that is is today? But I mm. think that I think that a lot of the feelings are genuine, and it's because of this these sort of cultural maladies that I've talked about. Right. As a big part of it. Um. Yeah. But no, I agree. I think we just need to get a better sense of community. Yeah. No, that's hold on. I want to say that that's not the only fix for depression. Like some people do need medication. You know, all the solutions we've been saying for all these problems on this podcast has always been regression. You think going back to communities is regression? Well, clearly, following progression the way it's going right now, communities becoming less and less, and you're saying we need to go back to yeah. a more community society. That's and not I'm progression, saying, though. I wouldn't not I'm saying that. But even when we were talking about um, what were we talking about last time? The sense of fulfillment with jobs taking over by automation. Mm-hmm. We said it would be better if the automation didn't take over so we'd have a more sense of fulfillment. Yeah. So it's always regression. It's the progress is going too fast for us to k- keep up with it. That's what it is. Maybe. This society's been insane. The spread of... Do you, think, do you think technology can help us do something more even though... It's no, I think technology is going to kill us. <laughs> The spread I, of I don't think so. the spread of communication so. has been so fast, yeah. right? Like we've but never always had something to improve. We've on, never though. had the ability to communicate with all humans around the world, never. Like in the two but million why is that a bad in the thing? two million years we've existed, we've only been able to communicate in small groups. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but the 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 speed with which it's come about is too fast for us to keep up with. Do you know what my with the brains that we've evolved over 2 million years? Do you know what I think is the you most don't advanced technology? brains in like a thousand years. What was that? What? Idea? Do you know what the most advanced technology would be is what? if we hit teleportation. Yeah, you were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, yeah he's like if we teleport. I think yeah. that's it we hit the peak. It's that's impossible. <laughs> no, I, I think, think we hit the peak at that point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know what can be better. If you uh, deconstruct atom by atom, yeah, how, and how do you reconstruct? Do yeah, you move all the atoms in the space. It's the create whole quantum a, create a void It's, it's impossible. Unless you, unless you like pierce a wormhole into like the universe and you jump through that wormhole and then you come back to the other side. I don't know, but like, but if we ever get to that level, maybe not in our lifetime, in the future. I don't think we'll ever get to that level. Ever? Yeah, I think Michio Kaku, the physicist, like the popular physicist guy, the Chinese like, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't know if he's Chinese. Um. Uh, he's he's like I, it's. I don't think it's even physically possible. Mm. Theoretically, I don't even think it's possible. Oh, it's interesting. It'd be cool, right? Maybe, yeah. Imagine Maybe going to school like that'd be nice. Do you think I mean, you, transportation. But would you, you actually? The would chaos? you? How do you like enforce borders? For example, you couldn't. <laughs> no, you couldn't. It's impossible. No, there wouldn't be borders. There wouldn't be borders. There wouldn't be countries. Do you think terrorism would be insane? Maybe I don't know. But, like, it's like you couldn't enforce anything. Right. But at the same time, crime might be lower, too. It's like someone's about to kill you. You could just teleport out of there. Yeah, but yeah, but then, but then there'd, be a, there'd be another guy waiting for you at the place you're going to teleport at. So he teleport out of there instantly. So it's like teleports behind you. It's like, and then it's like no, there's nothing an personal, kid. Crime rate. <laughs> Wouldn't there be an increase of crime rate? Like someone like steals something and then teleports away, right? What? If someone were to steal something and then teleports away, there's a higher... And then you could teleport after him and chase him? Is that even like... <laughs> what, what are we... I, I, like, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. It was depression, right? So <laughs> let's talk about depression. <laughs> so yeah, when you're depressed, you can teleport away from your depression. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not depressed. <laughs> Sorry, depression. Catch you later. <laughs> that's the only that's way you cool, can connect yeah, that's, that's That's the solution. The, yeah, to mental illness. Is the solution <laughs> to depression. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've come to. Yeah. 
So Yo, there. We have ADHD. I hope I hope you've learned something from this book. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's not even like what are we doing if we're just teleporting around? You know? <laughs> are we like like really what's the point? I don't know. At that point, what's the point? If yeah, we're just like <laughs> Do you even want to be anywhere? That's why I'm saying that's the peak. There's I don't know what Do you else you even want be? to like be anywhere. Like you'd be at work, teleport home, like eat food, teleport back. Why to would work. you even work? Yeah. You just I don't know, anywhere you need to go. Just teleport. I can teleport. Teleport to a grocery store and eat the food. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it would be chaos, actually. Yeah, it would be chaos, yeah. man. <laughs> teleport into a person's house, kill them, teleport out. Okay, why would you try to murder? <laughs> them? Wait, uh, too many documentaries, Netflix documentaries. Yeah, you. yeah, too much Ted Bundy, right? <laughs> Mr. Bundy, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy, the newest member of the Avengers. Nope, stop. He's the one who's gonna get shut Thanos. up. Don't talk no more. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it would be chaos, though. I don't, I don't think we'd have a society. We live in a society, yeah. but we wouldn't have a society. If it would just be too weird. Yeah, I feel like at that point, humanity just wouldn't even want to live anymore. They'd just be like, "What is this?" Okay, like, what is this? You know? I think we've talked about teleportation enough. Yeah, I think. That's yeah, cool. I like it though. Good topic, Andrew. Next question. Next question. Yeah. So that was good depression. We ended up talking about teleportation. Yeah. That's basically what our podcasts are like. Yeah, it's like watching the thought process of crazy people. <laughs> just like, no. I'm not crazy, I think. No, no, no. No, I'm okay. fine, right? Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have any other topics right now. Yeah? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll ask a question. Okay. okay. What do you think about... um? cheese huh <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, favorite cheese are you good bro uh, what's your favorite uh, it's Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino movie let's like bring Monster. it back to movies what's your favorite uh-huh. Quentin Tarantino movie we've talked enough about movies though we have to on. talk about cheese yeah, you're right. I do like mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella? Yeah. Do you good. prefer a mild <laughs> cheddar <laughs> or, a, or like a heavy cheddar? Something with a lot of salt. Huh? Oh, I don't like the aged cheddars. Like yeah. the ones that really smell the pungent ones? Those those are so salty, man. I yeah. hate you can't salty, eat that salty much. cheese. You know, I kind of like cheese that's unsalted. I want to try Gouda. Gouda? I, what's, I, what's Gouda? Yeah. <laughs> I want to try like uh, Gouda cheese. I heard it's so good. Yeah, I've, I've tried Gouda cheese. I tried it too. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. I told you that my mom can actually make feta. You know, I was scratch. just recently in Amsterdam. And when I was in Amsterdam, we went to a cheese museum. They have a museum have for cheese. It must smell museum. so bad. It's, it, no smell. Really? No smell. There's a. There's but a... it's not like a museum. It's basically a cheese shop. Mm-hmm. But it's called the Cheese Museum. Oh, okay. There's no cheese in there, right? No, there is cheese. Okay. <laughs> it's a cheese shop. They sell well, that's cheese. what I'm saying. I've been to cheese shops before, and, and it, it smells, smells awful. No, this one didn't. It's have all smell. the cheeses you can ever imagine, like all their orders like mixing together, and it's no, like you walk into the cheese. A... Usually have an order to yeah, it. Yeah, it does. It yeah, does. Yeah, dude. All I kinds think of cheese, cheese has order. Yeah. It's fermented like dairy. Yeah, it definitely has an order. I mean, it's like, always in the mm. fridge. You never really smell it. So. No, it's so the bacteria that's in we it. We went to the cheese stuff. museum. There is a museum downstairs, but it's like a very small museum. And it just has like pitchforks and like oh, yeah. cheese where they keep the cheese. But the best part of that is I think they had probably 60, 70 different types of cheese in that shop. Different types, like different colors. There was pink cheese, blue cheese, green cheese, literally green colored cheese. That's gross. Dude, no. And then in front of every cheese, there's like a little, uh, like a c- cup or a bowl or a container. 
and it had samples. Okay. So you went around with a toothpick and you tried every different kind of cheese as many times as you want. It was literally heaven. You know, you just <laughs> cheese and cheese and cheese and some cheese and it's like a different cheese and a different cheese. And there was cheese with um it was crazy. It was great. Yeah. I'm I'm really happy for you that you enjoyed your time yeah. at this cheese. Do you like cheese? <laughs> I like, told you that I did. Yeah. I like the cheesecake. Uh, I've been to the cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. I, I like the, the cheesecake. The one where they put it in the cake. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Man. You know what I can't wait to try? Chick Fil A. I've never oh. tried Chick Fil A. I've never tried it. As Apparently, well. it's America's number one fast food restaurant. Is it number one? Yeah. That's in serious. most states, it's its number one. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my voters. friends have tried it. They've like they've been to America and they've tried yeah. it, and then they just say it's the best. Thing. I really want to really? go to In and Out. That's somewhere I really. Oh want. yeah, there's In and Out in London, isn't it? Yeah, there. Really? Is. No, yeah. no, no. There isn't. There's a Five Guys in London. Oh, Five Guys. Okay. London In and Out's gonna be like exclusively in California, I think, and mm. in like actually like in and around those states like Texas and there's Arizona. Five Guys everywhere. There's a Five Guys everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Five Guys everywhere. I, you know what? Unpopular opinion here. I thought Five Guys was better than In and Out. I've actually tried In and Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. I haven't tried both, to be but I like. I personally liked Five Guys. I live, yeah. to, I live next to a Five Guys. Never been there. To He's be not, he doesn't have any affiliation with this podcast. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I've never tried either. So. <laughs> Five Guys was really good. Like, right. it, But it wasn't like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, everyone was gonna be. Everyone was telling me like. You have to try. It's the best thing. Like blah blah, and I'm just like, it was good. I don't get it. Like, What's the hype though? Can't you just make this? Food I think at home? a lot of it is nostalgia because it's a very old, old restaurant, and they haven't changed their menu ever. Right. And so I think. Yeah, but can't just you just make this food at home? It's a burger. Burgers are not hard to make. Yeah, it's the way you make the patties, though. Well, there's a bit of salt, a bit of pepper. Yeah, I think that's that's it. That's <laughs> a bit all of it. lemon and the meat that you get. <laughs> yeah, a little lemon. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but you have tried different burgers from different places, and some are better than the other. Yeah, McDonald's others. is really dry. <laughs> no, I like McDonald's. Yeah. Dude, no. Some of their patties are... The thing is with McDonald's, it's, like it's really addicting, and you just keep eating, but you never get full. Yeah. I barely get full at McDonald's. I just keep eating it and eating it. What do you think of, like, sweatshops? Hmm? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> We're just talking about some food here. Like, you cut us off... <laughs> And you just like go these insane. What are you talking about, man? Stop it! Stop it! Okay, never mind. Forget the sweatshops. We were talking about burgers. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, was just, I thought it would be an interesting debate. Not a debate. Like, debate? um, like how how did this stuff even come about? Like, Is it beneficial to the people? No, in I'm not countries? talking about this. <laughs> Wait, but do you mean like child labor sweatshops? Kind it's of thing? some people say there are economists out there that say that like. That the the people it's, like sweatshops are not up to the standards of like the way factories work here in America. Right. Which yeah. Is, like, but as rich countries become richer, you can demand for safer workplaces. And you not only that, for, like, I've even heard that people who work in those sweatshops, had they worked as farmers, they would be poor. In yeah, those yeah, countries. yeah. So th- th- there's a there's a there was a piece in the New York Times. Where this guy, um, I forget the writer's name. Or is like, that just propaganda? Nicholas Kristoff, I think it was. So people stop hating he, he, on sweatshops. He, he wrote an article def- kind of defending sweatshops. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, he wasn't saying that sweatshops are good inherently. Right. But he's saying that, like, if we just got rid of them altogether. because it would be poor. Because they, these people came from, like, predominantly agricultural environments where they were, like, they, they were, yeah, they were, like, living. Most farmers are very just, poor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're very poor. Uh, and so, in a moder- more modern economy, 
like a sweatshop would give them, you know, like a way out of poverty. A way out of poverty. It's but much not, better. Yeah. But and, and like and it's um it gives them a bridge to develop the skills to live in an industri- industrialized economy. It's like a bridging thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh so that that was the argument that that's being made. And I I understand that argument, but it's still I feel like there is I've seen documentaries where I'm like, uh, this still feels like gross exploitation. Yeah. I don't know. It is exploitation. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would be cautious about doing all, like, wanting to end all sweatshops altogether because of the argument that the New York Times guy made. I think uh-huh. it was a pretty interesting argument. Yeah, a lot of farmers are very poor. But you know, but yeah, I think and like some once farmers country- are really successful, but that's yeah. a minority. Yeah, but some most agricultural people are peasants. They're barely living. You know. There, there are ways where they can be really. It all depends on like the weather. It depends that. on the yeah, soil. Yeah. It depends. You could on, have like, a famine. You know, you could. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it, it, but it's it is most farmers are peasants. Yeah. In, not not in a it, not in a country like Canada, obviously, no. or a country like the UK. They're probably doing fine. Yeah. But in a th- in a third world country, yeah. most of these farmers they don't make much at all. And yeah, that aspect, and that's yeah. why they choose to go to those factories where they're making nothing. Well, they're, yeah, because it, it's slightly. It's like a yeah. It's like solid wages, like yeah. reliable wages, you know, like not good wages, but like it's not reliant like, on the weather. It's not yeah. reliant on your can your family work it's or like not. You gotta it's complicated. I think yeah. I think we we have too much of a. Yeah, I think it's it's a very complicated. Subject. Do you think the Industrial Revolution was a good thing? Stop jumping around. Is that bad? Yeah. OK. Oh, yes, I do think that if you look at the statistics, our life expectancy has been improved dramatically since mm-hmm. the industrial revolution and our quality of life but not every aspect of like or maybe our, the our agricultural revolution was a bad thing no i don't agree with that you don't agree with that no. do you mean like using gmo people what were people doing before 10,000 years ago agriculture they were hunting revolution. for animals and what if they couldn't find uh, animals to hunt they move around to another place yeah and they would like starve in the meantime hmm fair but their diets were much better than people i don't know how you know that all the people ate in the agricultural revolution was mostly wheat, right? Bread, just to fill their stomachs, right? Yeah. And that's not a healthy diet. But it put like it, it, it put, put like food meat, on the table. It put yeah. meat on their bones. Too. That's that's why the agricultural revolution is the one that thrived, because people that farmed did live, right? And the people that yeah. kept on hunting weren't able to compete with the people that farmed, right? Yep. Right. That's, I don't know what you're saying. I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's it it it's it keeps you alive, but it's not a healthy lifestyle. Maybe. Maybe, I think now that we have an abundance of wheat and carbs and everywhere that we go, mm-hmm. I don't think our bodies can handle it. Yeah. Right. But. Too quick of a transition. Yeah, just like your transitions on this podcast. Right. <laughs> I'm quick. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, I haven't had coffee this morning. You know, I don't plan to. Because I've been having an extreme amount of coffee the past two weeks, and I need to cut down on the caffeine. You're not a coffee drinker, are you, Andrew? No, not really big on that. You know, I saw a video recently of, like, these vegan protests. Uh-huh. And they were, they were just protesting outside, and there was this, like, meat shop or restaurants. And the guy literally goes up to the, the window inside his store, and then everyone can see him from the outside. And he's just, like, cutting up a deer, like a cooked deer. And then in everyone front the vegans, in, yeah. in front of the vegans while they're protesting. Not a cooked deer. Well, yeah, he cooked a deer. 
and cooked the, an entire deer. Well, like a piece of he it. Killed, he, he, yeah, killed, he killed. He killed it and he skinned it. Yeah, yeah, but it was no. But he like he cooked it too, and then he was like slicing it up as like a meal prep for like plates for the restaurants. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And then everyone went crazy, like the vegans outside while they're protesting why, why do they want everyone to but be at the same time those people i have seen that video those people were like ruining his business they were telling people not to go into his shop and like exactly. the, the guy was like you, you don't see you, know. you don't see like meat protesters out there going like eat meat yeah right? eat meat like, like just like the opposite no, they, right? it's because they're just pushing their ideas on everyone else you know is like being yeah. vegan and right are they really wrong? right i don't know like I don't it, like i think like we said in the last podcast I think the way like the way to satisfy everyone is when we can like grow meat in labs. That would be great, yeah. And like it tasting good. <laughs> yeah. Not like and the, and being yeah. safe and healthy too. For like, sure. Yeah. Like we obviously that's like our first concern. Right. Yeah, because like, then you avoid the whole methane production, mm-hmm. and you avoid the killing of the animals, which they're so you know. You had yeah. an artificial burger. But it's like yeah, if I can eat a perfectly tasting steak. And I did don't have to kill a cow. Yeah. Like why would I, like, why would that be a problem for me? And do you right. think? Do you think it would also have the same nutrients as a real cow? If I'm not saying it could, but I'm saying mm. if they can get it there, because that would that's be really important too. Like we can't just eat things and it has no nutrients. It just has the taste. Right? It just has the taste. Of course, and yeah. And then also we're just gonna starve to death. Yeah, no, I I think it has to have it has to be that's safe, delicious. It's not that it's not like we starve to death. Like the food will fill us up, but then we still need the right nutrients at the same time. Look, it has to, the first thing first safe, two nutritious. Yeah. It has mm. to be nutritious. Yes. Right. Last, it has to taste good. But like, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important because if we were made to eat things that we hated the taste of, we that would like ruin our quality oh, yeah, of life. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we have to have a good quality of life. So the food has to taste good. Right. So those are the three requirements. But I think right now researchers should just be focused on the first two. Are they currently working on this right now? Yeah. Or? Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it, but I think <laughs> they, uh, they. I think they. Yeah, they're growing. They're synthetically no growing. I've heard, I've seen news headlines where they're doing that. But like with what synthetically? Yeah, growing and apparently. Oh, can I talk about the study that we talked about last time? Which study? The tea study. Oh, the tea study. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really interesting. So All right. yeah. So they did this huge study, this huge ten-year study in Iran. Uh, Some of you might have. It's popular. Yeah, you might have heard of this. Everyone's yeah. been talking about this yeah. because we're big tea drinkers and our families are big tea drinkers. Yeah. So this this was like all over our feeds. Uh-huh. Uh So what they did is in Iran they did this huge ten year study where they looked at the association between drinking hot tea mm-hmm. and esophageal cancer. Right. And they found that in a huge sample size of fifty thousand people, that drinking hot tea increased your risk. Uh, of getting esophageal cancer by more than half. Right. Right. And so the study design was basically this, what they did. And I think this is a great study design. It's really, really um, creative. Mm. What they did is they basically got a bunch of cups of tea with varying degrees of temperature and they put thermometers in it to get the exact temperature of each tea. Right. And they basically got the patients or the, the people they were evaluating to come in, drink the various cups of tea and tell them at which temperature do you normally drink your tea? So like, is a thermometer in the tea while they're drinking it? Yes. I think and then so. they just look at the thermometer after they drink and yeah. report it? Yeah. Okay. So I think they'll like make the key, uh, tea. They'll get them to come in. They'll make the tea. And then they'll put thermometers in it. Uh-huh. And they'll get them to drink the tea. And then they'll tell them, okay, yeah, I normally drink it at this temperature. Right. Which is much better than having them come in and telling them, uh, what do you drink your tea? Medium, 
hot yeah, or scolding. Yeah, because it's subjective. Yeah, because think, it's subjective. No, I think that's sense. the biggest like like th- reason that this study's going so crazy. Because the study design was actually because really the study good. design was smart. Yeah. yeah. So the um, results are like. You know, pretty scary. They're pretty scary, but you knew that, didn't yeah. you? Kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The doctors have been saying for a long time it's not good to drink scalding hot fluids uh-huh. because it causes you to burn. It causes inflammation. It burns your esophagus. Yeah, and your then esophageal it causes lining. Yeah, it causes inflammation, and right. chronic inflammation leads to cancer. So the, the, that's the that was their doctors what we're recommending, and now they found a big study, right? And it's fifty thousand people, so it's a huge sample size. Mm-hmm. I think the age distribution was between like forty years old and seventy five years old. It's a good age distribution. You know what surprises? But it's a correlation study, right? Yeah. So it doesn't prove causation. You know, did like they also the- have like a, a mm-hmm. variety of ethnic background? Because no, 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 it was, it was just in Iran. In Iran. Only, do you think that could have that could an be effect? a confounding factor? Yeah. Their diet can be a confounding factor. Their, their I mean, their environment. Can but be they a had a control group, didn't they? Did they have a control group? Was a control group? No, though, in it was just what? the people in there that drank tea. So everyone why, why would they need to do a control group. So a group that doesn't drink tea. No, they don't do that. No, they would just say like like a colder drinking tea group yeah. and a hotter drinking tea yeah. group. Yeah, okay. like and they would say the hotter the drinking tea, the hotter the drink, the the more likely the risk that they of getting esophageal yeah. cancer. Right. So, yeah, I think it it doesn't prove. Yeah, like like you said, Andrew, like it doesn't. There's a lot of confounding factors that they didn't control for. Mm-hmm. So it's at best you can establish maybe a correlation, but you can't establish like a direct cause. But like now, it's like you should just like. How should you like interpret those results? Yeah, they are significant results. They are significant. It's been proven, yeah. And I think all you can do with that is be like, all right, you know, I'll just like when I make my tea, maybe wait a few minutes, let it cool down. I don't have to drink it right away. Yeah, or just drink coffee. Right? Or just no, even coffee, <laughs> like anything. That's no, I mean, cool. I didn't say that about a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it's only tea. It's just tea. Can't just yeah, assume. it's the tea. It has nothing to do with the temperature. <laughs> no, it's the tea. There's a unique property <laughs> of tea. Title says just, tea. And it's only when it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> hot tea. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Something magical about hot tea. Just <laughs> but hot coffee, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know? no <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just wait you know what else? What else is surprising? Fifty thousand people. What kind of study gets fifty thousand? Mm-hmm. I'd get, I get, I understand if it's like a, a review of current data, like health data from a database, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could get uh, numbers like that, yeah, yeah. But numbers like that for like getting someone to come in, fifty thousand people to come in and drink tea, mm-hmm. and follow up with fifty thousand people in ten years—that's tough study to do, you know. I mean, all of these like longitudinal studies where they go. So even though the study design is re- genius, it's also impractical. What do you mean impractical? They did it. Yeah, but it's very expensive to Probably, do a study like yeah. this compared to sending out a survey mm-hmm. to a fifty thousand people. What temperature do you drink your tea at? No, but it's but like, they wouldn't know their temperature. Yeah. Uh, well, how would it would it would be subjective their answer. Yeah. Like so then hot, it would but the results would be really biased. Yeah. Yes, but. The amount of work they had to go through to get 50,000 people to come in and drink tea. 50,000? Yeah. It wasn't at one time, dude. It, Obviously, They had, they had multiple time. sites over, over 10 years. You know, right, right. You know. But uh, the pro- one of the problems of the study is that they didn't follow up with the, like with the, those patients. Obviously, because it was 50,000 people, they didn't follow up with them and say, like, do you now drink your coffee right. at a different temperature? Ah, or, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, they should have checked it at the end yeah, as well. They didn't do that. So that, that's okay. another limitation of the study. Limitations of studies. Interesting. Interesting. Anyways, I think we got to wrap this up. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming today. It's a thank very short you. podcast, but 
That's what you're. That's what you're paying for. For listening <laughs> on our premium page, yeah, <laughs> that's, subscribe that, monthly. This isn't. This is. This is what you aren't paying for. You know, so. You guys right. have any suggestions? Comment down below. We might talk. Please about rate it us on time. iTunes. Please, yeah. please. I've been asking you guys for like six episodes. <laughs> we need a rating. We got five, <laughs> five, five star ratings. Keep those coming. Keep we don't. Coming. It says not enough ratings on iTunes. No, it says five ratings really? on mine. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Five, five stars. Keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming, guys. <laughs> let's let's try to get ten five star ratings. Can we get end, ten? By can the we end get of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah. I'll see you guys later.